0: Heritage Day, the 24th of September, also known as the Shaga Day, is a day where millions of South Africans celebrate their heritage, they celebrate their roots, they celebrate who they are, where they come from. But who was King Shaga and what did he stand for that made him worthy of being celebrated? Well, welcome on another episode of Mr. T Talks a podcast on ANCOR. I'm your host, Tawani Mzinyo There have been many outstanding leaders and generals in the African continent online, but none captures the imagination of Shah of Senzang Akon. King Shaga, the son of Nandi and Senzangakhona, was born in 1795. Although conceived during a premarital relationship between Senzangakhona and Nandi, Shaga was not born as an illegitimate child. As a matter of fact, his his his, 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 his father Senzangakhona married his mother Princess Nandi, and there and thereafter Shaga was born. When I was growing up, many claimed that. Shaga Zulu was an illegitimate child and just because he was an illegitimate child this is why he was bitter and, and he wanted revenge, he wanted to kill everyone every member of his family. Like there were there were really many misconceptions about Ushaga. and I was like I really need to read so that I can I can understand the man better. And when I read I I discovered that things that made shaga a little bit bitter was not because he was he was conceived like during a premarital relationship between his mother and his father but it was because of the relationship that his father and his mother had Chaga felt that his father was not doing enough you know to, 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 to show her mother to show his mother love that he thought she deserved. The fact that they had to move and stay from different villages and hide there until Shaga was all grown was the result that King Senzanakona did not show Shaga the love that he should have showed him. So anyone can develop that form of resentment if you find out that your father is a king somewhere but you are living on another village and out, enjoying the wealth that he has, that he has, the comfort that he has, you develop that and that is what happened with Shaga as well, he felt that his father was not doing enough and he wanted him to step up and love his mother better and love him better, but that did not happen. When I read, I, I, I discovered that uh, Shaga did try and make contact with his father, especially when he was growing up when he was a little bit grown and and could rationalize things so he went and and tried to see his father and behind his mother's back obviously to try and see his his father and have that relationship but it did not work but he did go to the Zulu clan and tried and sat down with the elders and with his father and yeah that's what I read because when I heard about, when I heard the story from people, they were like, Yo, oh, Shaga moved and then he stayed somewhere else and they never had a relationship with his father, like ever, ever, ever. But then when I read, I was like, oh, there was some sort of a relationship. Although he was not strong, although Shaga wished that his father could have stepped up this game in this parenting thing. He did try and have that conversation, Tried, he, he did try to have that relationship. With his father multiple times before his father passed on, he was not all bitter in a way. He wanted to reconcile and, and have that relationship with his parent, and he wanted the Zulu clan to come together and be one thing, which is what he did when he became king. There were a lot of other misconceptions that, when he, misconceptions, even from the movie, the movie that that we we all usually the world see and the movie that's written king shaga yeah because it was shot by white people and, and they portrayed shaga in the way that those are the dangers those are the danger of having your story being written by someone else and not not from the african writers so there are a lot of other misconceptions that is shaga that king shaga when he came that when he came to 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 take over the throne here to kill i don't know who's that guy I'm not sure if his name was Kujana or something. He had to kill that person, his member of the family, in order to, 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 to get the throne, which is also not true. It's really, it's really dangerous to have people who are not from Africa write the story about an African reader, an African leader. And actually, because they have their own perceptions of the man, and so they portrayed him in a certain way there there might be good things but a lot of other things won't make sense and so if you have that that is the power of of date and the white people is like they really like brainwashed us into thinking that their version of the story is is really what it is and there's no any other version and so when i grew up i thought your king Shaga was a miserable person who wanted to kill everybody who wanted to torture all the zulu people yo, because all of this was portrayed through media, through, 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 through even conversation from, from the elderly people around you in the, about the stories they've heard that like King Shah did this and he, he killed short people, he he never wanted peace, you know, because of what the, the white people, of the people that came up with the movies and, and some of the other books really portrayed Sha when Shaga was king he he, he called the people that were really involved in him being uh, what's the word being banished from, 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 from the Zulu village he called those people who were involved in there he really was he really wanted to to have a conversation with them like why did they do that and then all of the other council, all the other members of the Zuru clan, they were like... Yo, Shaga, you should kill them. Because they were disobedient to you. You know, they wanted you gone from the village. They were siding with your father and they wanted you gone. And so Shaga was like, I'm not going to kill them. Although I feel really angry at them and what they did. I don't... But I don't have to kill them. And so he was like, I forgive you guys... We need to work together, and we have to build this Zulu nation and make it one of the greatest nations. We have to work together. We have to try and make sure that we work together and and have one plan to to make this Zulu to make this this Zulu place one of, this, this Zulu clan one of the greatest clans, one of the greatest clans. We have a lot to conquer, and uh, yeah. When I first read that I was like, What? Shaga forgave people? Because that's that's not the version that I had about Shaga. I was like, Chaga forgave somebody and really when when you really continue to read and you're like, Oh, okay, this is this is not the the, the version that I had about Shaga. I, I, I thought he was really really bad person who wanted to kill everyone who was bitter and wanted to destroy everything that has the Zulu that has the Zulu name because he was bitter that he was chased out of there when he was young he forgave all the people that turned up against him and he was like no I forgive you guys we, we just have to try and as a matter of fact the council the council the, the, the and all the other people around him were saying that no King Shao you should kill them because if they were disloyal to you back then they will be destroyed they were disloyal to you going forward you cannot trust them if they if they sided with somebody else you know and then there were other people that raised their points of view that yo i don't think we should kill them because they were only following orders of your father you know and so for me reading that i was like oh he also like gave other people the chance to 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 raise their opinion i was surprised yo Media really has power. Like the vision that I had was was crazy. That when I was reading that, I was like, oh, oh wow, I've been brainwashed into thinking that my ancestor is somebody to 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 not defend, somebody to fear, you know, somebody to 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 really try and not be like. But then the more I read, I was like, oh, this is actually something good he also gave other people there are a lot of people there were council members who would raise their point their point of view like i think we should do it like this i think you should do it like this of course as a king he had a final say but sometimes he would use the ideas of all the other council members if somebody had a strong idea that he thought was progressive he'd use that idea like okay we're going to use this idea and, and continue doing that also of course he had his own ideas such as how they would attack and how they would do things, his own tactics his own tactics. But then he also used like the ideas of all the other council members. And all the other members of the community who who wondered, who also who, who had views, different views from the ones that council had and that Shaga believed was was better. Nitu Power really had a different vision. So, about the Zulu people, about the Zulu tribe and how they should go about doing things. So, they really had to change. They already had to restructure like the whole village, the whole way of doing things. And some of the things I think, yeah, I read there that he... Send some of the people undercover to go around from family to family, you know, heart to heart, roundover to round over, house to house, to go out to go and, and search something that he he wanted to teach the village. He was like, if you find somebody who's willing to share with you whatever that they have, bring them to me. I want to there's an example that I want to make. And so these people went undercover and went around the families to ask for something they were like they acted really poor that we don't have anything could you please help us lend us a helping hand and then a lot of people disagreed. a lot of people did not want to help them they chased them out We chased them away that we don't know we don't know you you're strangers and all of that until 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 they found, until they went into this old man's house this old man's house and then this old man only had one cake. cake only had one cattle but he was able to share this cattle with these strangers these people that he didn't know and cattle cattle was kettle was a big deal back in the day if you had cattle you were yeah there was no money so cattle was yeah if you had cattle you, you were really a big thing you're a big deal in the community <laughs> but then this old man only had like his last cattle one kettle. And so, but then he was able to share it with these strangers that he did not even know, and because of that, they they took his name, they, they they took him to the king. They said all the other people did not want to help us, but then this man really extended a giving hand to us and shared it as his last cattle. And so King Shaka called a meeting for all the people in the community to come to that meeting, and he made an example about this man. That people should care a little bit more, more than about themselves. Yes, care about yourself, but also care about other people, because he believed that Ubuntu was the thing. There was like, if somebody rocks up into your house or comes to your house, a stranger, you should always be able to to make strangers feel at home. Should be able to make to help them in whatever way that you can, in order to. And stop this idea of only caring about the people that you know or only caring about yourself and your family and so he made an example out of this man and I think he gave him 10 other cows, he was like for, for, for your savings. this I'm giving you 10 cows, I don't know 10 cows or something but he gave, he rewarded him for his good act for his good for, 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 for doing something so good to the people that he did not even know so he rewarded that and he, he made an example to the people that if you're really good at other people that you don't even know, take care of strangers, then the king would, would reward you, you would gain something. I think that's that's the reason why us as Sulu people have that. I don't know now, but when I was growing up in from the rural areas, they have that that a stranger, especially long ago, a stranger felt at home wherever he went. You know, there, there were people that were heading maybe somewhere that they had to go to somewhere. And they would go and sleeping from houses of strangers that they didn't know. They were, when they were tired, when it was getting a little dark, if they found a house, they would go to that house and sleep, eat, wake up the next day, go somewhere else. You know, it was, it wasn't, we, we had that wound to a band we had that as people. This is this is what we do. We take care of one another. And that that that, that idea came from or was, or was encouraged by Usha. It was like, this is what you need to do. Take care of the people that you don't know. And then you'll be rewarded for that. And also it should be just a thing as people that we take care of everyone as humanity. Not only the people that we care about. So during his time, there were a lot of other things that he did for the Zulu tribe and to try and, and make sure that he conquered. You know, when I, when I was growing up, I thought, I thought that he went around, beat people up, kill people in order to feel like a king. But he only went, the more I read, I, I understood that he only went for the people that were challenging him. Some of the people that were bad leaders who were starving their people. In the community, because the way leaders were like, we're leaders, we're taking all, we're confiscating all the cattle of all the other people and we're keeping them as ours because we are kings. And then the people would starve in that village. And so Shaga, when made it his mission to go after all those people do, who were doing that to the people, so he was for the people in that manner. So he went around, such as people such as Abu uh, Kajuk clan he went he went after after those leaders and then and, and, and he fought them because they were really destroying the people instead of uplifting them and and making sure that they have a comfortable life and so all the people that he fought were people like that people that were like that people that were like that they were they were enemies of Ushara because Shara did not want such thing. He wanted the people to live happily. He wanted to make sure that he protected the, the entire nation. Make sure that everyone lives accordingly. So all those leaders that were, that were destroying, they were doing more destruction. He went after them and he fought them and he won. He conquered all of them. There were many other things that were false that I grew up thinking that they were true only to find out they were false about Shaga such as when his parents when his when he, when his mother died uh, when I was growing up I grew up thinking that I was taught that when his mother died he forced everyone all the Zulu tribe he forced the Zulu people to 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 to, to not eat and help him mourn his mother he forced them to cry every day with <laughs> laugh. But these were the things that really that I really thought happened. He forced everyone to cry. If you were not crying, he would kill you. He forced no no one was allowed to eat for several months. No one was allowed to plant anything for several months. Which I only found out that it was true. It was untrue when I when I read the book, I was like, oh, this is not how it went down. <laughs> I thought this was... I thought what I knew was true. What I knew was the truth. But then when I read, I was like, No, this is, this, is not, this is not how it went down. What went down is... When he was born, he was going through a lot of emotions. He was really having a struggle. Even before his mother died, he was really having a struggle with understanding the concept of death. Like, what happens when you die? He was asking was meditating a lot asking himself all this question what happens when you die what do you have to do to not die can i can you do something not to die can you so he was fascinated about that then so when his mother passed he was like i don't understand this and so i'm not in a good state to 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 to, to lead the people right now so i'm going to take a step back and just mourn my mother in peace so he led the council the people that were close to him he led the council that okay he told them that i'm stepping i'm taking a step back i just want to mourn so don't bother me with any affairs of like the community or anything i don't want to be involved in anything i just want to mourn and really understand myself a little bit because i'm having all these conversations in my mind i'm having all these thoughts and i'm finding it hard to cope or worry about anything else other than death and my mom right now and so he took a step, a step back and, and went into his heart where he stayed for a long period of time and so what these council members did is they took a decision that we should have the king we should have the king mom. and so we should tell the people that we, we, we think they should not blunt anything they should they should cry, and then they should. Yeah, they, they, it it was the council that told, that came up with all these decision, these decisions that they should not eat anything, you know, for until, whenever the king said he's now ready, and then there would be the day this whole thing would stop. And they called the council, called the meeting, with the people. All the people came, and then they tried and find out a, a good way to to mourn, to have the king mourn the loss of his mother and so they came up with the decision that also with the people in the village were like okay we're not going to eat to have the king mourn, and so they were like okay that's good and so they did that but then as time went by months went by people really found it difficult and, and and struggled with that and so for me it was like this was created by usha but then when i read it was like shaka took a step back they decided to do this and then along the way some other people took it upon their themselves to go around and terrorize all the other people that you guys are not supposed to do that you guys are not supposed to eat and so they went around tried to kill and harass all the people that were found eating or, or or doing that and so the Zulu, the Zulu tribe was a mess at that time. And Shaka did not know anything about that because he just took the time off. He was not communicating with anybody. He was isolated. He was staying with himself. He was quarantined. <laughs> so he was staying with himself in his in heart his and he didn't want anything. He didn't want anybody to bother him with what was happening you know, with the tribe. And so when they were tired, there was there was I think there was this one priest singer who was brave enough to let Shaga know. I think he came and he told Shaga in a form of poetry. When Shaga had come out, he told when went, he went out and told him that you're making this entire nation that you've built. you are destroying it right now. You need to change the way of doing things. The people are starving people are not happy you know and so shaga was shocked that what was happening why are you telling me this and who are you so he was shocked that all of this was happening and then he asked some of his council members what, was, what, what has been happening and then they only informed him then and this was this is what was going on this is what has happened and and it was only then then shaga that decided to oh let me uplift this whole thing. Let me, let me tell the people that you are you're not supposed to do that. Let everything go back to normal. I don't want this. And so he did that. Something that he did not initiate, but he had to, he had to be the one that, he had, that had to change everything, take the initiative as the king. Because he was right now at that stage, he, were, he had mourned and he was feeling a little bit bad And so he only found out about what was happening afterwards and so he gave the praise singer the poet i think kettles for his braveness because no one was brave enough to go and face him and tell him that this is this is not right this is not what the Zulu people stand for you're destroying what you've built and so he, he 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 offered him kettles he was like for your braveness thank you everyone everyone should be able to come up to me if there's something that they're not happy about and so the whole nation went back to normal and yeah and when you when you when you read about history and, and try and understand what was going on you know there are a lot of things that that you might you have a lot of perceptions that you might have about a certain leader but then once you read their books or once you read something about them something that's authentic because this book about Dushaga, I had to read it from an African writer, so an African writer who compiled all the stories from the, from the people and from the poets as well because the poets of the time used to tell a story about what was happening. So if you read the poem about if you read the poem about what was happening during that, you, you'd really get an idea of what was going on because the poet were, the poets were really specific about this is what's happening well if you were a poet back then you were a big deal you were really a big deal You were a storyteller and so marcy Zignane took took from that and some of the historians african historians and he compiled the book and yeah he really changed my thoughts about Mushala. so i thought i should share this with the people that the idea that p- many people might have about Dushaga Zulu is not really what Dushaga stood for. Shaga was for the people. Yeah he might have had his mistakes there and there but Shaga was for the people and he wanted to make sure that he changed the Zulu the Zulu tribe forever. United all the people into one and make them live a better life than they might have did before. Because he was really not happy with the kings that have that were there before, They will feel like they were terrorizing people, and he wanted to change all of that. Felt like when they were when they were king, they became fat and they did not want to work, so he wanted to change all of that. He had a different veg, vision about the Zulu tribe, about the people as a whole. There were a lot of other things that happened, you know other people moving from the Zulu tribe to all the other tribes and creating their own diverted tribes, other people King Mushwesh were looking for protection from Shaga Zulu and so yeah, that I cannot cover I could go on for the whole day it was a pretty big book but I really think like with this episode, if you listened up until this far, if you're still listening then I really hope that it changed something in your mind or your perception about King Shaka. Change your idea, and you started to seeing it in a bigger light. As someone who 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 stood for something, someone who wanted to change the way of doing things, as not someone who was beat who went around killing all the other people. Although there were wars, there were fighting wars, and but then if you read history. Back in the days, those days, you all you had to do was fight. And so even if it's white people, even if it's black people, everyone was fighting during that time. And so that's why Shaka was also fighting the evil people, the people who were doing that. The people who were terrorizing their people, other people. And so that's what, that's the side of him that I wanted to bring out to people that haven't read the book I really think, like, we need to start if... Because I think if we knew that, I think we'd have a different perception, we have, we'd have have a different view of who Shaga was. And, and especially us as black people, as Zulu people to be specific, would have a different opinion and would have that sense of pride about who our ancestor was and who he stood for. And, and what he stood for. And so... Yeah, that's why I made this episode. Yo, if you listened up to this (laughs) far, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much for tuning in. Please do share the podcast. If you listened up to this far, please let me know either by leaving a voice note or texting me. Whatever. Let me know if you listened up to this far.